episode of The Hidden World of Women. My name is Melanie. Uh, this podcast is brought to you, of course, by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. Today, I'm joined uh, we, we, by, with another guest. Um, her name is Jazz. Hi. Hi, Jazz. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, and Jazz today is here to talk about premature bubbies and her journey and her experience with that. So we're super excited to, to have you to come along to talk about, um, you know, such a, I think such a big issue, such a small issue, tiny, tiny, but big on the other hand. So Jazz, welcome along. Um, and would you like to uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever? Sure. Thanks for having me, Mel. Yeah, um, so I'm Jazz. I'm 28. I have three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all premature babies. My first one was a 32-weeker. Mm-hmm. My second one was a 26-weeker. Mm-hmm. And my third one was a 30-weeker. Oh, technically she was 29 plus 6 and 12 hours, but... Wow. That's they wouldn't let precise. me go to 30. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't let you? No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so all of them were low birth weight. Um, mm-hmm. The 32-weeker was 1.3 kilos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the how, 20 how many pounds is that? Do you know? 1.3? I don't, I don't know. know. Four pounds or something. I don't know either. I don't know. You should Google that. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Should we edit that? Nah. It's good. <laughs> People can work it out. One, 1.3 kilos. Yep. Yeah. Um, the 26-weeker was 680 grams mm. and the 30-weeker was one kilo on the dot. Oh, wow. Okay. So, your second baby was the most... Premature. Yes. Yeah. And you've got one boy and two girls. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if I could, could I start like with uh, with your first? Sure. Bubby. So he was 32 weeks. Um, was that expected? Like were you – was there any, I don't know, issues going on in the No. So what, – What was happening? I was, I was quite young. Yeah. I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got put into a young mother's group sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, when you were pregnant? When I was pregnant, yeah. Yep. And so I found that my husband and I really wanted a baby, so we tried for a baby. Yeah. And the group that I was in was all teenagers that had unexpected pregnancies. Right. So we were all kind of in a different boat. Mm. And every problem that I had during pregnancy was seen as a first pregnancy nerves thing. So every emergency visit I had had for different things Mm -hmm. wasn't listened to. Um, My doctor at 11 weeks Mm -hmm. um, knew I was going to get preeclampsia straight away. Wow. I was put on medication. How could they tell? Um, Just my blood pressure was really high already. Right. And it it wasn't stable. It wasn't what it was before. Yeah, yeah. And he put in for me to be seen by the major hospital here. Right. Won't name names. Okay. <laughs> um, and they rejected me because it was a first pregnancy sort of nerves thing. Um, How invalidating. Yeah. So it got missed. Um, the only reason why I was well looked after was because my boss at the time yep. had help syndrome oh. with her babies. Do you want to explain that? I have heard of that. It's, yep. That's a very serious. That's where your organs start shutting down. Right. When you're pregnant. Yep. Yeah. Um, you can go into a coma, lots of different things happen. HELP stands for, it's got a few different, I can't remember the, but it's like H-E-L-P and they each stand for different. Yeah. yeah it's very, very, it's life-threatening, isn't it? Yeah. So she kept a really good eye on me. Wow. Um, she could see I was getting really swollen everywhere, lots of fluid mm. retention. Mm. It got to the point where I wasn't going to the toilet. And mm. so to get people off my back at work, I was pretending to go to the toilet and I'd sit oh. there on my phone and play a game because oh, pregnant wow. ladies pee a lot. Were you worried? I was. So there was lots of hospital visits, a lot of time off work. Yeah. And no one would listen, especially because of my age as well. What was that like, not to be listened to? Very annoying. Mm. But when you're told so many times that it's just nerves Mm -hmm. and it's your first pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you're fine and you're young, of Mm -hmm. course you're nervous, Mm. you kind of start to believe it. You're very vulnerable, really. And you're sort of, it's sort of easier to go, oh, okay, yeah. But in yourself, you know when you're not well. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you keep telling people, you're not well, you're not well. My doctor kept sending me to different hospitals around Perth. Yeah. Um, he was really upset with the results what? and that I didn't get enough care. Yeah. Uh, he, back in his country, he was an obstetrician. Right. So he knew what was going on and yeah. kind of like, why isn't this happening? She's very sick already. Wow. So um, on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. on... In 2000 and 
mm. 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I spent the day in hospital yep. and to be monitored and they sent me home saying I was fine. I had very high blood pressure. Right. Then Was the medication helping with that or not? No, not. it was never under control at all. Right. Um, I wasn't cared for very well at right. all right. and I didn't know any better. Yeah. This is the thing. First baby, you don't know any better. No, not at all. Yeah. And so... I'd been monitored all day. Yeah. I'd gone to a New Year's Eve party. Yep. Um, I'd had really bad indigestion. My friend said, go have a lie down. I had a lie down. I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I woke up. I was blind. <gasps> I couldn't see. Oh um, what I could see was like flashing lights. I said to my husband, you know, we have to go. I need to go to hospital. He's like, no, you spent all day in hospital. You're fine. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Luckily, his friends forced him to take me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we drove from the city yeah. back to Armadale. Which is a good 40-minute drive, I reckon, 30, yep. 40 minutes. With me passing out. How many weeks were you? I was 29 weeks then. Mm-hmm. How terrifying. Were, yep. you, were you scared? Like, were you... Yeah. Yeah. Very scared. Yeah. On the way... About halfway mark, mm-hmm. um, we had to pull over and I threw up blood. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was New Year's Eve, so people were honking at me, you know. Oh, my God. The person's <laughs> drank too much. I didn't want to laugh or cry at that. That's Yep, mm. it's great. So, you finally get to Armadale Hospital. Mm. Um, they were waiting there for us because we had called in advance. Mm-hmm. I had one doctor yelling at about 10 nurses all over me, mm. trying to get all the obs done at once. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. yelling, we're going to have a baby here. Mm. We don't have the equipment for such mm. a small baby mm. she needs to get to kick yeah that place to the main maternity hospital yeah and yeah um my husband had to hold stuff on me because there was no more room for any more nurses to do stuff oh and God. i was shaking and things like that um probably about after two hours and a lot of drugs they got me under control enough to get a ambulance to the main hospital what what was happening to your body uh, the blood pressure was really high. Mm-hmm. I was in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I was going blind. Um, I was shaking a lot. They weren't sure if it was anxiety or if I was fitting. Jeez. It was that uncontrollable shaking. Yep. Is that is that preeclampsia? Like when you get – or eclampsia? No, no. I never got eclampsia. Right. Because that's when – just with the kind of – do they know why you lost your sight? It's like, one it, of the things that the, goes with it. Right. With the high, very high blood pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Putting pressure on the, the eyes, literally. The I think so, yeah. I think so. I don't know either. Heads up, we're not doctors here, so we're just... Um. <laughs> just doing what... Just saying what we've been told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... Um, so you went to the main hospital? Yep. Yeah. Um, and I ended up staying there for eight days mm-hmm. uh, without having the baby, which was good. Mm-hmm. So an extra eight days, got steroid injections. What do they help with? They help with the lung development. Of the baby? Yep. Yeah. So the baby has good lungs when they come out mm-hmm. and able to breathe hopefully on their own so they they knew either way that baby was going to come very soon so they they were sort of preparing as best they could yes and trying to keep him in there as long as possible yeah yeah okay yeah so they kept him in yeah for eight extra days yeah and all up I think I was in that hospital for three weeks yeah I had a classical cesarean which is different to your normal cesarean you're cut vertically and horizontally why is that uh my uterus wasn't formed properly in the size of the baby. Oh, wow. So they're quite rare. Yeah, I was, I've rarely heard of that, in this, certainly in this day and age. And did they tell you that's what they were going to do? I only found out afterwards. Afterwards? Yeah. They didn't tell you? No. What? They didn't know until they cut Okay. that they had so, to do that. So they did the, the original, what was, I guess, the normal, normal? The normal, yep. The normal one. And then the insides are all cut vertically. Right. Oh so God. I don't have a huge scar. I just have a normal scar like everyone else. Oh, okay. But they kind of go under the... Yeah. Oh, God, that's kind of gross. But yeah. Okay, I can picture that. Yeah. Yeah. And then my baby was born. Yeah. And how was he when he was born? Uh, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was put straight onto breathing mm-hmm. things. And he was 32 weeks. He was 32 weeks and he was 1.3 kilos. So that's a low birth weight for mm-hmm. that gestation. Okay. Yeah, because we were... Jazz and I were talking before we came on and I, I was quite unaware of the – you can have a premature baby or, or not, but the birth weight thing is a really – so is that a really important factor? It's one of them. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's lots of other sure. important factors, but for my babies, right. um, the low birth weight was a common thing. Right. So when you get preeclampsia yes. or you get um, IUGR, which I'll speak to you about with my next baby, okay. um, yeah. it's the nutrients and things aren't going directly to mm. your baby properly. Mm. Yep. So there's different reasons why your baby's small. Ah, interesting. Um, I only have one child, as you know, and he... He was sort of full term, but he was a bit small for what he should be. And I had high blood pressure in preg, not like you mm. kind of thing, and was on medication and stuff. But he was on the smaller side and there was stuff going on with the uh, umbilical cord too, which I think was being f- – the blood pressure was affecting everything, the mm. growth and everything like the that. The blood pressure does affect the size of the baby. Yeah, right. It's fascinating, but disturbing. And they try to manage that with medications at the main – do you know if that's the main kind of go-to thing that they do? Yes. I assume it is. What more can they – what else can they do? Do uh, they do they suggest, like, things like bed rest and stuff like that? Is that a – It depends on how far you're gone through, like, your blood pressure and things, yeah. how high it is. But with yeah. preeclampsia, the way to fix it is to give birth to your baby. Right. There's right. no other way you can get rid of it. Jesus. Yeah. So you have to have your baby early. Okay. Um. Um. What was it like for you when he was born at 32 weeks? I mean – Given that you'd been unwell and dismissed, you know, throughout the entire pregnancy and then ended up kind of in, a, in an emergency situation and then had to wait it out for another week or so, we, what was going through your head? Like It was very scary. Yeah. You don't know any better. Right. And you can't really go to your friends because they've all – no one's experienced it. Yeah. You don't know who to talk to. Yeah. They've got counsellors at the hospitals but yeah. you don't know what to say mm. kind of on autopilot I spent the first two days in ASCU the adult special cares unit for, for you yep recovering yep Crikey. so I had a nurse next to me yeah for like 24 hours so it's like an I, ICU kind of yeah. thing. yeah so giving me medications that way gee I couldn't get out of bed for two days to even see my baby oh what was that like that was very sad my parents met my baby before me because I didn't even get to see him mm. when he came out of me mm. and that's kind of one of the first things that we all yeah I don't want. you don't get a baby on your chest no, or no. anything like that oh it's quite devastating really when things kind of go pear-shaped and... Your birth plan goes out the oh, window. No birth plan, really. No. Uh, really, and I think from the doctor's point of view, it's just like, let's get everyone out safely here. Yeah, We just want people exactly to be alive and well kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they just kind of screw everything else. And they have to do that. Yep. You know, they, it's a very serious situation. Yep. So you kind of missed out on all the typical, you know, things that we would... Baby on the chest or, or I'm the first one to hold my baby and all these kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was still the first one to hold my baby uh-huh. the, um, a few days later yep. out of the incubator. Yeah. So that was good. Nice. Yeah. So that sounds special. Mm. Mm. What a rough journey. Yes. And how long was he in hospital? He was in hospital for about six weeks. Six weeks. And... How was he going? Like, what were they trying to do in those He just needed weeks? to fatten up. He was quite <laughs> long. He was very skinny. He had no bum. <laughs> so, it was just back, flat back. Okay. So, when he started growing a booty, that was pretty cute. Right. Positive sign. Just a <laughs> shout out to my son. I love your bum. <laughs> Aww. Um, yeah. Okay. So, it's quite cute. Yeah. So, he was just, just trying to add layers of fat. Yeah, really. layers of fat um, and learning to breathe on his own, learning to bottle feed. Yeah. So those things in premature babies are is that t- typical that they struggle with the lots bottle of lots sucking of, and yeah lots of premature babies struggle with sucking mm-hmm. uh, so with premature babies you don't really get to be on the breast twenty four seven yeah because you're not there twenty four seven that's it so they have to learn bottle feeding and then you have the issues with breastfeeding as well right if you still want to do that. Yeah. And they've been on the bottle. Yeah. Uh, did you find there was issues with your milk supply or anything like yes. that? Yes. What, yeah. What was so, that? Because it was like? all so scary. Mm. I don't think I got the full amount of supply. I ended up um, pumping for him. Yes. And he was on both my breast milk and formula. Mm-hmm. I just didn't make enough. So when he came home, I tried mm. to breastfeed mm. and just, yeah, I didn't have enough. Mm. What was that like? It's yeah. very sad, but I was okay with it at the time because it wasn't something I was 100% set on. Of yep. I want to do this. I I was just like, I just want my baby fed. Yep. Yep. And so that's what I did. Yep. Yep. Okay. What was it like when he came home? 
Was he still small? How much weight had he gained? He was 2.5 kilos oh. when he came home. Oh, so yeah. So very small. Um, but he nearly doubled his weight. Yes. In in how long? Six weeks? Yeah. 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 Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. He was very cute. <laughs> came home. I was very happy. Can you just come come forward a Ooh, bit to the Sorry. Mic? That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I was very happy. He was very cute. Yeah. And it was great to be home as a family. Yeah. And how are you recovering physically? I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. got back on with life. Yeah. With a newborn. That's what you do. Well, it's what you do, isn't it? Especially as a, a mother and a first-time mother. you've just Same as everyone, really. You just get on with it, don't you? That's it. That's it. I mean, how did you have any time to kind of, I don't know, reflect on that whole journey for you? No. Uh, we had quite a busy family mm-hmm issues going on at the same time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I had to kind of put that on the back burner and focus on what was now yeah what was then yeah yeah and how were you and him in terms of bonding together after such a sort of traumatic entry perfect I actually think yeah for us personally it was better really why is that just the bond that we have is so amazing and it always has been yeah my friends often tell me they're a bit jealous of the bond I have with my son and oh really it's quite amazing. Yeah. I don't think we would be the way we are if we didn't go through that together. Really? So it really united you in a yeah. quite unique way. Yeah. So some people you hear the mothers suffer because they haven't had their baby with them, whereas I think it made us stronger. Yeah, I see. Isn't that interesting? So it goes one way or the other. Mm. Yeah. Did uh, like an, an emotionally, I guess, like, I, I mean, I know you came home and things sound like you just had to get on with life as you do with a baby and family and stuff happening. And given that, I suppose it didn't, if it didn't affect your connection with him, like did you find going to any like mother's groups or anything like that? The only mother's group I was offered was the young mother's group again, with the same mothers and we just weren't in the same boat. It wasn't for me. So I chose not to. Yeah. That's, well, it's not uncommon, I think. I just wanted to join a normal mothers group with mm-hmm. mothers, mm-hmm. not necessarily younger mothers. Uh, not to be sort of special anyway. Just yeah, I just kept getting put in the same box. What was that like for you? Really annoying. Yeah, right. Especially when you're telling a nurse, I don't want to be in this group. Mm-hmm. I want to be like a lot of the mothers kind of gave their babies to their parents and went out clubbing and stuff straight after. Like, I'm yeah. not interested in that. I okay. had my baby to raise my baby. Uh, I see. Hence really wanting to be in a just a general mother's group because yep. we want our babies are planned and yay and here we are. Not that there's anything wrong with having baby any other way kind of thing, but... There's definitely not. It's just yep. it wasn't for me. Mm. So it's like another experience you had of kind of not being sort of listened to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and how has he, do you think him being a bit early affected him in any way? Have you? He's a tough cookie. He's a tough cookie. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Tough and strong and special. Yeah. 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 Cool. Do they know why? Why he was prem? Why you had the problems you did? Like medically? Does anyone? Um, so preeclampsia is usually a first pregnancy disease. Okay. Unfortunately, it wasn't for me. It yeah. was three times. Three so, times. Yep. Great. <laughs> so you're like pro. Sure. <laughs> you're a pro. <laughs> okay. On that note then, do you, would you like to talk us through second pregnancy? Then? Yep, my second pregnancy. So that was seven years gap. Seven years, big gap. Yeah. 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 Yep. So were, were you kind of thinking, I don't, you know, I don't, of course, you know, I don't want this to happen again. Are we worried it would happen again? Like, well, first of all, when you're told it's a first pregnancy disease, you kind of think, oh yeah, my body knows what to do. It'll be fine the second time around. Sure. Um, different partner. Yeah. Yeah. So different dad. Mm-hmm. So different sperm. Mm-hmm. Um, first pregnancy disease for sperm. Okay. I got told. Yeah. I've heard that too. While I was on a bed. Right. Getting an ultrasound, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So um, that was bad from the start. I had really bad morning sickness. I wasn't getting out of bed. Wow. So I was that pretty depressed. Didn't want to move. We'd moved to the country as well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had no friends, no family around. Oh, pretty disconnected. Yeah. So here you are with the second pregnancy with 
you know, hoping that it would be better. And it sounds like the circumstances around you were a bit shit. Yeah, like we were really happy to be pregnant and to be having a baby, but I didn't feel connected to the baby. It was just this thing that was growing inside me. Will this ticking time bomb make me sick? Will I be here for my son? Like what's going to happen? Wow, completely different experience then. Yeah, it wasn't happy Mm. at all. Mm. That's very hard. Mm. She was definitely wanted. We tried for a while for her. Yeah. But it was very hard. Were you... Did those kind of thoughts and feelings take you by surprise? Like when you actually felt pregnant? Yeah, I was really scared that when the baby was born, because I didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Oh, right. She kept her legs shut. Okay. Good girl. <laughs> um, so we didn't find out till she was born. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't feel a connection like I did with my first. Do you, do you have any thoughts about why, why that was? I don't know. I still don't know. Yeah. But the minute she was born, yeah, it was love at first sight. It oh, was yeah, just and a girl, all those fears. A girl this time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I wanted a girl either. <laughs> I thought originally I thought I wanted all boys, but as soon as they said it's a girl, oh. it was, oh my god, I have a girl. Yay, yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. So and he said all those fears before. Like, what were some of those? Um, fears. The fears were when am I going to make. Like how, what gestation am I going to make it up to? Yeah. You know, mm. I want to be longer than a 32-weeker. I want mm. to go to full term. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told quite early on there's no way I would make it to full term. There were really? So probably about 10 weeks, they're like, you're not going to make it to 32. They could tell that at 10 weeks. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. Do you know why? What would what could they see in you? Or? They follow the patterns of the Dopplers and the bloods and the wow. cords and yeah. all this stuff that's way too hard for me to explain. I didn't sure. quite understand myself. Yeah. It's just like, okay, if you say so, all yeah. good. Yeah. Um So you were told that at ten weeks? Yeah. So what what was that like to go oh. I don't know any better. Mm. Yeah. So you just carry on really. Yeah. You do what you do to have your baby. Yeah, that's true. So then yeah, I had a lot of weekly hospital stays because we lived in the country and it wasn't safe to go home mm-hmm. and be two yeah. hours from the hospital. Gee, when you were high, were you classed high risk? Yeah, yeah, very high risk. Right. So you had to stay. It yep. wasn't just a hospital visit. It was a bit yep. of a stay every time kind yep. of thing. But to be honest, I loved the stay that time because <laughs> I wasn't in the country. I could see my mum. <laughs> I had people cook for me. So was that you came up to the city for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I had to come for weekly... Mm, checkups mm, mm. anyway and then sometimes I just said I'll just stay a few days I'm mm. like okay I don't have to cook mm. all good and how how was your son going with that with you sort of being back and forth and he had a lot of freedom yeah because it was a small town yeah so he was riding his bike everywhere making friends yeah it was good yeah it was all we very lucky to be where we were all right for that side of things yeah yeah just unlucky for me mm. having to go back and forth yeah exactly when you'd hoped that it wouldn't be the same yep. kind of thing. So you were quite sick early on. Yep. And then 10 weeks in gestation, they were like, mm, unfortunately, this is not going to be a full-term baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were having weekly hospital visits. Mm-hmm. Did that continue for the throughout the pregnancy, the weekly hospital visits yep. and that high level of monitoring? Yep. Yeah. A few times I talked to the doctors into letting me go a fortnight yeah (laughs) and that was like a holiday it was so exciting of oh I've got this day back what am I gonna do with it two weeks freedom yeah we we, we, that makes total sense yeah were you also though in the back of your mind a bit worried that oh shit you know I really should have a weekly check or were you like oh my god I'm just so over these kind of I was very over it yeah and I felt within myself I was okay yeah but I think I was also in doubt Mm-hmm. And just ignoring things as well. Like, no, I'm fine. Like, I have to carry on. Like, I'm tough. Let's keep going. Why do you think you were that way? Because you just get on with stuff. Like, every mother just gets on with stuff, you know. Mm. You just carry so on, true. soldier on. Yeah. We, we could do how kind of have to toughen up. It's like yeah. when you're responsible for someone else. Yep. Someone very, very vulnerable, whether that's a child or a, a child yet to be born. Yep. Exactly. This kind of thing kicks in, don't you reckon? Yeah, just autopilot. You just keep going. Yeah. So do you you think you sort of cast aside any of your needs or anything like that? Oh, I definitely did. My only need was sleep. Okay. (laughs) Which is an important need. Yeah. But um, did that, I don't know, what did did that 
stuff go then? All those other needs that you might have had along the way? like I couldn't really function. I had to sleep mm-hmm. most of the day. I was that tired or that sick. Really? really? So the sickness continued? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I was on quite a few tablets for morning sickness, mm-hmm. but it was all day sickness. Mm-hmm. And you know when it gets that gestation of it's supposed to end? Mm-hmm. It didn't. Oh, my God. So it keeps going and going oh, and going. That nausea is it's horrible. Brutal. It's making me feel sick now. The sinking of it. <laughs> So you were sort of bedridden for a lot of the time? Yeah. yeah. Um, they did encourage me to go walking, but yeah. I couldn't. I just couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So you were just a bit of an incubator? Yep. yep. Just the oven. Yep. So worth it. <laughs> Good. And so when when they were doing the like the weekly monitoring or fortnightly, whenever you could kind of wing it, was that just ultrasounds or were you having blood tests? Uh, ultrasounds, blood tests. Yeah. And um, like a... Doppler thing it's a thing Mm -hmm. that goes on your stomach and it measures the baby's heartbeat Ah. and lots of blood pressure monitoring lots yeah lots Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. the last time that I was in hospital for a visit yeah my doctor said oh I'm not coming back you know my rotation's over and I said no that's not fair yeah I like you oh so you'd been trundling along with the one doctor for that pregnancy and then off they go yeah Oh my god! And so he says, "Oh, you have to stay today." And I went, "No, I'm not. I'm going home." Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the wrong pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> with that doctor. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That doctor wasn't a doctor. No, wrong pregnancy. <laughs> Come closer. <laughs> That's okay. What? So okay. So second pregnancy, not going well. Kind of going okay, but still not looking great for you know. What did, what did the doctors tell you you might get to weeks-wise? Um, so they were hoping to push for 28. Oh, gosh. And so I didn't make it to 28, made it only to 26. Jeez. So they'd already set the bar even lower than your yeah. first. Yeah. What, what was that like when we, we, you said before you just kind of went, okay, I've just got to. I know this sounds really bad, but you kind of get over it. Yeah. You're kind of like, I can't deal with the mm-hmm. daily ultrasounds, mm-hmm. the two times a day ultrasounds. Oh, my God. And so it was done on a Saturday mm-hmm. and they had to call in a technician especially to do it. They didn't have anyone there qualified to do that ultrasound. Right. And then so she goes, well, do you want a baby today? Or do you oh. want to get a second ultrasound today where they need to call someone in? Oh, my God. And then you're going to be having a baby at like midnight. And I said, just do it today. Holy crackers. So that mm. was at 26 weeks. Yeah. You'd gone in for another scan. Yeah. And they saw, what did they see? What What was... Just the baby was struggling. Mm-hmm. Like all the little the markers, the heart yeah. rate and all that kind of stuff. Jeez. W- did that take you by surprise? No. Because mm-hmm. you're pretty much prepared. They've told you the whole time. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be much longer. Baby's coming, baby's coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that day... Mm-hmm. We spent the day in the label ward just preparing with all the drugs for the cesarean, mm-hmm. went in, then the baby was born. Mm-hmm. Nothing that exciting and big happened like the mm-hmm. first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. It was a small baby. Mm-hmm. It was an emergency, things like that. But it wasn't Sure. It wasn't a full-on emergency. It was not as dramatic. No, not as dramatic at all. So it was quite normal. Just went in, got it done. Yeah. That was it. Um, I was up and walking within five hours. Oh, wow. And they told me off. <laughs> and what, yeah. what were you doing up and walking? You just wanted to. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I hardly took any painkillers. Mm-hmm. Went and saw my baby straight away. Mm-hmm. I was walking fully the next day. So what was different? How, how were you able to do that? Because they hadn't done it so much cutting. No, they did the same. They did the same. Yep. yep. So all my babies are the same. Right. But I think it was more... My body knew what to do and knew uh, how to heal uh-huh. and it wasn't such a shock. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've done this. You need to now go see your baby. You need to get on with things. Yeah. So it was – I was perfect after. Mm-hmm. Not much pain. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. That's a relief. Yeah. Did you get to see her when she, when she was born or did no. they kind of whisk her away very quickly? Whisk them away very quickly. They have a – bed next to your surgery table sort of thing yes and it's got a heater in it um they wrapped her in bubble wrap um it's a medical grade bubble wrap right and they put her in a plastic bag for the heat yeah um put oxygen on her things like that Mm -hmm. she was quite a feisty baby she she, was very moody she didn't like a lot of people Mm. cranky yeah 
Well, I'd be cranky with all that stuff going on around me. Yeah, she was tiny. I didn't hold her for about four to five days. What was that like, not to be able to hold her? I didn't want to hold her. Why is that? She's so small. Mm. You know, if you touch her skin, will it rip? It's Mm. so thin. She was so tiny. She fit in my partner's hand. And how much did she weigh again? 680 grams. Yeah, that's tiny. She wore my engagement ring as a bracelet. Wow. That was way too big for her, like a huge bangle. Oh, my God. So she's so delicate and fragile. You don't want to touch that. What if you break it? It sounds scary. Mm, But she fattened up really fast. Yeah. They pumped her full of calories and Mm -hmm. made her really fat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now she's still like a... Like a miniature child, like is she? She's just a pocket rocket, like <laughs> tiny thing. <laughs> how old is she now? Uh, she's going to be two in November. Oh wow, two. And how is her? So how long was she in hospital for? So she was in hospital past her due date. Right. So about three and a half to four months she was in hospital. Oh. Um, we went from the main hospital mm-hmm. to a local mm-hmm. hospital. Were you still in the country at that point? I was. Yeah. Right. So she was able to go to the country hospital? No. No. Oh, right. Still in the metro yeah. area. Yeah. Um, we did move back straight away after having her. Yeah. Because it was going to be a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, that would have just been too No. Too we much. needed to be around our family and friends yeah. and have support. Yeah. I, I guess on that note, like how important is that support? The support is amazing. Yeah. Um, I do suggest if anyone is going through what I went through mm-hmm. uh, to tell your friends and family what you need. Yep. They tend to take a step backwards and say, oh, they'll come to me. Mm-hmm. They don't want to disturb you. Mm-hmm. But one of the things when you're in a NICU is you, mm-hmm. you're not allowed your phone. You have no contact to the outside world because you're not spending time with your friends and family. You're not at work. Yeah. So you're really cut off. You're cut off completely. So if you have stuff going on in your life and you need to talk to your friend, you talk to them. They have all their life is in that incubator box. Yeah. They, wow. they have nothing else to worry about the worried about all their stuff i just wanted to listen to my friend's problems mm. tell me anything that give was me different an to exit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah give yeah, me yeah, something yeah. else to think about yeah you know you may think it's stupid compared to what i'm going through it's not mm, mm. you know you need mm. i need my friends mm. you need your friends a you bit of family. like the real world so to the speak. real world yeah exactly yeah. yeah um whereas a lot of people don't understand that so i found i had to be quite forceful in telling my friends that like texting them what is going on in your life tell me I'm so bored I ate a chicken sandwich today (laughs) so they were quite good with that yeah um how interesting like that never would have occurred to me but it but it makes sense you know that I think it's so common people go oh let me know if you need any help and they they might genuinely mean that but often it's hard to say actually yes I need can you can you do that's something that as a parent going through this you need to be able to say yes I do need help could you please make Mm. this so I had friends that I hadn't seen for a while yeah um a lady messaged me and she goes would take would my son yeah like some cupcakes for school yeah and I was like yes please so she made so many different flavored cupcakes for the freezer in containers for me to put in the freezer for his lunchbox yeah yeah she made sure my partner had a meal yeah and um, we were getting quiches and meals delivered to the house. The really practical kind of Practical, stuff. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which is good, for I think, for any mother. But when it's, you know, different kind of circumstances and there's still hospitals and back and forth yeah. and all that stuff, recovering from a Caesar, got another kid, like, that's mental mm. kind of thing. Yeah, so we had lots of people babysit. We had a lot of people take days off work here and there just to babysit oh, our son. Wow. Um, take him for fun days. Yeah. Uh, it was around Christmas time, so it was not a very happy Christmas. Yeah. Um, so they tried yeah. very hard to make it happy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't cope on Christmas Day, but every other day I did because of my friends. Mm. The hospital put on a little Christmas party for All the, the mm-hmm. older children. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah Santa yeah. came and visited. Oh. So my son was very happy. He got to meet the same Santa as nice. his sister. Nice. And so he got to ask Santa, you saw my sister? <laughs> How is she? <laughs> um, the nurses wrote letters to my son mm. and sent him photos mm, of like his little sister. updates and yeah. stuff like that. So many photo updates wow. for him. It wow. was really beautiful. That sounds like that was there were important things that they were doing and that the people around you were doing yep. to help you get through that time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. How how was your partner going? How was uh, there's not actually a lot of support for men in yeah. that and dads in that situation, which is very upsetting. Um, yeah. So they have so many counselling services for women and mm. mothers going through that. Yeah. And he was quite upset. There was nothing for him. Gee. You know, we had been going going through so much. We had left the country. He had quit his job on the spot because there was no. Yeah chance of a transfer he'd had a prem baby it was his first he was worried because he wasn't with me oh super stressful so there was no support and he kept going to the social worker going is there support for me no you need to get a mental health care plan i don't have time for that i need to spend all my time here yeah yeah, it's very hard for men Mm. um and he didn't he didn't know anyone else i suppose no didn't have any mates no um so he did join a few Facebook groups uh-huh. like the Miracle Babies Foundation and oh, Little who Treasures. Are they? Who are they? Miracle Babies are people that help mm-hmm. in different ways. Like they donate money to things, mm-hmm. they donate food. Yeah. Is that for families of premature babies? Yeah, they do yeah. a lot of different things. They have a few play groups around Perth as well. Mm-hmm. So this is in Western Australia, if yep. anyone happens to be listening elsewhere. <laughs> what was the other group? Did you mention another one? Little Treasures. Little Treasures. Yeah, they do the similar stuff. Ah, okay. Um, Depending on when your baby's born as to what they provide different things. Yeah. So uh, okay. Different levels of. Yeah. Different yep. levels of support. Yeah. Yep. But definitely, you know, if you're listening to this and mm-hmm. you can offer something for men mm-hmm. going through this, mm-hmm. that's really important. Please. Yeah, they sound quite neglected. Very. Uh, it's already tricky, I think, for men. I'm generalising here. But, you know, to talk about stuff mm. let alone when you're in a you kind of a unique situation and you know that other people have gone through it but it's like where are they yeah. except online o- online at this point sounds like the way to kind of go you got to find yeah something maybe yep. he could start something I, he's I looked into that oh really yeah he has <laughs> um he's done surveys and ah. there's facebook groups where you can be like a mentor and be like yes okay well this is me this is my children this is what i've been through if you have any questions let me know we can help each other get is through he, is he doing that is he mentoring uh he or doesn't have anyone doing it it's quite a new thing on facebook that you can do within groups yeah right um but he will be Gee, that's a great idea yeah isn't it yeah and then sort of on the Facebook groups, if a dad writes, my baby's going through this, has anyone experienced this? Yeah. You know, he'll write, yes, my baby went through this. Yeah. Uh, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, and then I find for myself on a few of the premature Facebook groups, people will be in the same situation as me, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to ask for. And if you don't ask, uh, you don't get. That's it. So always ask to see your social worker. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. help so much. Like um, if you've if you're a certain amount of kilometres from the hospital, yeah, they'll give you fuel vouchers. They've got food vouchers to give you. Really? Um, they've got this awesome thing where the restaurants around that hospital mm-hmm. donate food, frozen food for the parents to take home. Really? So we were getting restaurant food at home, nice. pastas, risottos. <laughs> There's going to be some advantage to this. That was amazing. Yeah, right. Um, the sandwiches from one of the local cafes, mm. gourmet sandwiches, nom so man. good. Nom, nom, nom. So, you, like, there are bonuses yeah. to having a <laughs> premature baby, all the food. <laughs> but it sounds like you, you've you got to ask and you otherwise wouldn't know. Yeah. So, um, I do get a bit disappointed when people aren't getting the support that they're mm. entitled to and are allowed. Because you know that it, cause you don't it does ask. exist. Yeah. yeah. That's a real gap, though, isn't it? Like it is, especially when you're under, I think, that much stress and emo- yeah. an emotional. You, you must be in a highly emotional state at, mm. at times. Like One you, you recommendation of that is, yeah. you know, if you're in the NICU or in the nursery, mm-hmm. just say hi to another mum or dad. Aww. Just when you're walking past, hey, how you going? How's your baby? Yeah, and that's how you learn about things as mm. well, like what they're going through. You get support. Mm. You know, you have someone to go for coffee with. Yeah. You can talk about other stuff. Yeah. 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 Rather than mm. that kind of small world which becomes everything. Yeah. I imagine in that NICU for those few weeks or months. Months, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you find you did make some friendships or anything with any of the other parents in there? Yeah. So I've got a few friends from my first pregnancy, my, my sons. Yeah. Still, we're friends on Facebook. We don't catch up because mm. life gets in the way. Sure. But we do message each other and send each other photos and go like, you know, yeah. Birthdays, sometimes we catch up being together. Um, And for my second, I've Mm -hmm. got two Facebook friends that we're quite close to. We all shared. So they've got um, like a corridor thing and you've got four Mm -hmm. cots Mm -hmm. to the room Mm -hmm. and then your cot is called a pod. Mm -hmm. And so we all shared the same pod. 
Ah, okay. And so we all oh. went through. Their, their babies were a lot older than mine mm-hmm. and they got out a lot sooner than mine. What's that like to see them go before? You're happy for them. Oh, yeah. You're happy for everything that the other family gets. Yeah to yeah. go through yeah yeah it's wow. a bit, it was a bit sad staying in my pod for so long mm. but that was my spot right and so <laughs> with my second baby we were the next room over yeah and I was like but that's my spot <laughs> I want that spot back it was a perfect spot because you could hide behind the incubator <laughs> on a recliner chair and fall asleep nice mm. love a recliner chair mm. <laughs> so what um what are the differences then in terms of the needs of a baby a 26 weeker compared to a 32 weeker like you know physically like developmentally what are they trying to do at 26 weeks or what are they more worried about than a than a 32 week prem uh lots of different things Mm. so Mm. yeah everything you've just said really like the it's different for every single baby Uh, okay it depends on what was wrong with the mother right what nutrients and things the baby got, yep. the baby didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's very individual. You can't really answer that question. Uh, I see. What you mean. Um, so they both, so all three went through the same things of they were all on oxygen, they were all on a CPAP machine, which is a pressure that keeps the lungs open. Yes. Is, um, is lung development an issue? A very big issue. Right. So the steroids help with that. Yeah. Um, with my second, she has chronic lung disease. Okay. So, um, what does that mean then for her life and her health? Ah, uh, so she won't have fully developed lungs until she's three years old. Oh, okay. And then it will be um, like the function of a newborn when she's about three. So you know, you got to be careful of her running. Sure. Be careful when she's sick. She's had a few hospitalizations for bronchitis. Right, which can can be very serious, I imagine. Yeah, lots of oxygen. Yeah. She was on oxygen for so long. Mm. Um, can it affect the eyes? It can. Oxygen can affect the eyes. So they have have a lot of checkups. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's – it sounds tricky because they've got to obviously, you know, grow the the baby and check it, but they've got to also, like, offset the potential damage – yeah, some of those treatments which are supposed to be helping could actually cause other problems yep. kind of things. A very delicate kind of balance yep. so with medically. My, mm. With my second, mm-hmm. because she was so little, we get regular eye checks at the children's hospital. Yeah, because of that. Possible, because of that. Yeah. So she doesn't have anything wrong mm-hmm. at the moment, yep. but we just check it just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And so, then yeah. with my third as well, she gets checked right. regularly too. Moving on to your third. <laughs> How old is your third? My third is four months old now. She's, she's really young. She still. is, but she's a fatty. She's a fatty boomba. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. So how, how many weeks was she again? She was nearly 30. Okay. And she was born on May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, the she's a Star Wars baby. <laughs> uh, so were you told the same thing straight away with her, with that pregnancy? Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yep. But I did get... Nearly a whole month. More. Do you know why? Why it just worked out? Just that healthier. Way? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Did you do anything different, or it was no, no, no? I just knew I couldn't get sick because I had another baby at home, <laughs> <laughs> so Gosh. I had to look after her. And was that stressful? Oh, uh, it was very stressful. Mm. But it was good having a baby that still slept because we just slept a lot. Ah. Had lots of naps. Nice. So important. So if she was older, then it might not have happened the way it did. Yeah, but because she was so young and still needing, yeah, lots of naps. so that was a good bonus. Yep. Um, but then the other thing was COVID. Ah, yeah. So that was hard as well. Like, oh yes. they didn't offer a crèche, right. and you couldn't take anyone under sixteen into any of the hospitals, and oh. that was a bit complicated. Yeah. Uh, my mum took ten weeks off work to help me out. Ten weeks. Wow. Oh, yep. Bless her. Mm. That's a. It sounds like then it. You know, obviously, it doesn't just affect the immediate family. So, having, I mean, having a baby full stop, you know, is is crazy, intense mm. kind of thing. And often family become involved. But it sounds like when you have a premature baby, it kind of ups the ante a lot more because you don't know how long you're going to be in hospital or how long the baby's going to be in hospital. And if you've still mm. got, if you've got other kids at home and, and the part, your partner needs to work or something like yeah. that. And then you're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what the hell? Like, But just in terms of... The need for having that good support and that good circle around you who can, who are willing to go, you know what, I'm just going to put my work on hold mm-hmm. for that chunk of time, you know, that's a... We were so lucky. 
So yeah, um, my partner did shift work at the time. Yes. So she slept over, took my son to school, looked after my other baby. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was wow. good. Yeah. That was a really big help. So we didn't necessarily get a lot of support from our friends right. as much as the second baby, mm-hmm. but we didn't need it mm-hmm. as much because we had my mum. Yeah. She sounds like a trooper. She is. She's the best. <laughs> and it must therefore be very hard for, for people who don't have that kind of family support. Definitely. I don't know how they do it, but that's no. another reason why you need to get onto your social worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is support Out for there. everyone. Yeah. You just need to ask ask for it. Yeah. I wonder what gets in the way of people asking. Like, why would somebody, will you just not occur to you? Or A lot of, the, well, the first baby, it never occurred to me. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Um, the social work is always available to you. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of other hospitals, social work's got like a stigma. Mm. Like, is it because you don't earn as much money? Mm. Is it because maybe you're involved in drugs? I don't know. Yeah. Like, social worker doesn't always have a positive connotation. Yeah. The, what, that if you need to access a social worker, then yeah, there's it's not really necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, Seriously, just ask just for a social worker because yeah. they have so many different things to help you. Yeah, and I mean, and that's their job. And yeah, they, they've. Uh, my my understanding, of social workers, is that they sort of got a very broad understanding of what's out there. That is their job to kind mm. of match you with certain things. Yeah, and access certain things. Access different like counselling things. Yes, yeah. different. Yeah. Um, like courses or yeah, yeah, things that can really help you. Yeah. Through to, through to the, the stuff like food vouchers and all that yeah. kind of stuff, which is really important because I imagine too, you know, I've heard this with, uh, you know, um, or if you're visiting someone in hospital or someone's in hospital a long time, whether it's a baby or an adult, y- that costs money. You've it does. To, you, there's petrol, there's parking, and then you, if you're there for hours, you've got to buy the cafeteria food and all that kinds of stuff. Like that adds up and that's another stress mm. kind of thing. And you might be earning less money if you're not working or whatever Definitely. at the time. Like all these things need to be taken into consideration. A lot of my friends do ask me, like they yeah. say, oh, I've got a friend that's going to have a premature baby. They're really sick in hospital. Yeah. What's a thoughtful present that they can use? I don't just want to get them sure. anything. A fluffy toy. No. Yeah. Give them change. Ah, yeah. For the parking, parking meter. Yeah. Um, one of the best presents I got mm. was someone sent a card to me yeah. to the actual hospital. Yeah. So the hospital delivered me this card <laughs> and it was $10. And it was, I can't come see you, yeah. but have a coffee on me. Oh, and I, w- nice. I cried. I thought that was the sweetest thing ever, knowing that she thought of me. Yeah, yeah. And then she did that. That was really nice. But like mm. food. Yeah, yeah. Even if you like give me a hamper of snacks. Because you're yeah. breastfeeding or you're pumping yes. nonstop. You need food. Yes, you do. You are burning through the calories. Mm. A beautiful drink bottle that stays cold would be mm. a lovely present. Yep. Nice. Because you down so much water. Yep, yep. Like practical gifts. Yeah. Lip balm. Ah. Nipple cream. Nice. Stuff that you can use, not that's just going to sit there. Because you have stuff that Mm. sits there. Like you've got all your toys and stuff for the nursery. But Mm. when's your baby going to be using that nursery? Mm. Did you, you, on that note, did you kind of wonder that sometimes when you're in hospital and kind of going, when when are they going to come home? When when are they going to be in their own little cot or... Whatever, yes. like that must yes. have been. So my second one got in a big girl's cot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty much like your standard, like it was metal. Yeah. But it's pretty much the size of what everyone has at home. Yes. And it was, okay, she's in this, but she's still on oxygen. When is she going to come off oxygen? Uh, wow. Will she come home on oxygen? Because that was an option as well. Mm. Right. Oh, right. And then what would that mean to still be? Exactly. Like, geez. am I able to go out? You need to take an oxygen tank with you. Oh, my God. And it was for me because they don't educate you about it because you're not at that stage yet. But right. the thoughts are going through your head of, okay, do I need to have like a warning label on my car mm. in case something happens in the car saying there's a child with oxygen? Yeah. All these things, I would, yeah. n- it would never occur to me, of course. And like with oxygen tanks, you can't smoke around them. Not that I'm a smoker, but what if I was to walk past a person? Mm. How mm, how mm, close mm. can you be? Like all these different questions that you don't know. Mm. But you start to think, you start to wonder, and then it kind of goes, what about yeah. this? And, and it's that? And where do I store the oxygen tanks in my house? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. But I, mean, I know a few people that have gone home on oxygen and they've rocked it. So. Right. 
I think it sounds like with many things, it's the unknown. Definitely. And uh, and you can't visualise, what's this actually going to look like in real life if and when I go home and da-da-da-da. But when you get there or when you do cross that bridge, if you have to, you work it out. You do. You just do. And you do have the support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so how's how's your second been going since – so she was in hospital – so she was 30 weeks? Oh, the third. The third. Okay, third. Yes, third, yep. maybe third. Yes, third. Yes. Yeah. So she was thirty weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she's ha- good. Yeah. Um, she's a lot louder than the other two. <laughs> is she? She is. She's, she's different personality. Completely different. She's definitely not my calm baby. Oh. The other two. Oh, really? Yeah. Bit of a shock to the system. A very big shock. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, how long was she in hospital? Uh, she was in for I think eight weeks, six, eight, eight weeks. weeks. I'm not really sure because it was it was kind of short, but the it wasn't – I never got to the point of, come on, when are we going home? This is getting ridiculous with the other two. Oh, I kind of got like, really? oh, come on, come on. Like, we're fine. Let's go home. Yeah. I'm close. I lived two streets away from the, from oh, the hospital, really? my first one. Yeah. So it's kind of like, come on, just I'll take him home. Yeah. I know where the hospital is. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I never got to that point with the second um, – with our third. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, and is it the same – I guess, like I was saying before, does it just depend on the baby in terms of... Everything depends on the baby. Right. It's all up to the baby. There's nothing you can do, nothing the doctors can do to speed it along. It's all up to the baby. And they'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, One piece of advice is when you have a prem baby, Mm -hmm. expect them to be there to their due date. They're just growing on the outside of your body. Right. Good way to visualise it. Mm, So you get to watch your baby grow. Just on the outside. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That got me through a lot. Did it? Yeah, yeah, just going, this is kind of what they're doing, which yep. is the equivalent to this. Yep. Yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, well, my babies come early because they want mummy's love sooner. Oh, nice. So these are kind of little, it's like little tricks of thinking to yep. just get you through yep. Yeah. what was happening at the time. Yep. Yeah. People seem to dwell on it too sometimes. Mm. You can't really be like that. Your baby needs you. Mm. What uh, what would you advise? I don't know, mum or dad or anyone who's kind of who is dwelling, who's a bit stuck. If they're stuck, get counselling. Right. Speak to someone. Yeah. Yeah. They help put things into perspective really well. Uh, um, a lot of the hospitals do offer like bedside counselling, so they come to they? you. You can spend the time with your baby. You can cuddle your baby while you're talking to them. Oh wow, that and would be important. Yeah, the main hospital um, gives you support for a year. Right. If your baby was in the NICU, yeah, there's lif- different guidelines to that, but right, right. There is support available. A year, that's that's a long time. Then yep. you should take that up, you know, if that's mm. available. So I imagine for, it would be different for every family and every parent as well, every yep. mother and father or partner, you know. I think I'm a bit easygoing because it's my third and uh, I haven't had a baby any other way. Uh, so it's just this so, your normal kind of thing. Yeah, so when I had reached um, the 28-week mark mm-hmm. for my third, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, what if I get to full term? What do I do with a newborn? The they come home in a routine. That's a bonus. Yeah. They know yeah. day and night. They know their routine. Yeah. Okay. So you don't get any of that mm. horror stories that mm. everyone else gives you of the newborn. Mm. So you kind of create your You have own. to look at the positives. Yeah. And for me, the positives, mm. like, yeah, it sucked having a premature baby, but mm-hmm. I don't know any better. Yeah. You going to have any more babies? No. <laughs> The doctor said I shouldn't have any more, so I've had my tubes done. Have you really? Yeah. How did you feel about that, being told, no, don't do it? Because I don't like being told things. <laughs> right. But I need to look after my three babies that I have. That's so true. And accidents can happen. Yeah, they can. So We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. if it's meant to be, yeah. it'll sneak through that. Yeah. But they burnt my tubes as well to make sure. They like nuked them. They're yeah. like, nah. <laughs> but you know these things still happen, and <laughs> um, so the risks to you and the baby, should you ever have another one, would be just too, yeah. too great. Yeah. yeah. So I've also been told I'm not a candidate for IVF. Okay. Um, so if later in life I want to have more children, they won't be allowed to. Um, if a doctor was to do it, they would lose their license. Wow, that's a very serious thing. Yeah. To be told. Like, yeah. It, and. Did they ever sort of know why is it so, you mentioned earlier like something to do with your uterus was a bit funky or the way the baby was 
did you say the one that had to cut you? Yeah. So that was in pregnancy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, they don't know why that causes it. Oh, okay. It's just it is. It's, it's just something they find oh, when right. they're in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there's no way of knowing. I've been looking around and But then I don't really know much about it because it is very rare. So maybe other people uh, have a different yep, sure. way of doing that. Is there a comment section here? Um I don't know, Jazz. That's well, get in touch point. with Women's Health and Wellbeing Services and message Mel if <laughs> yes. you've had a classical cesarean and let yes, us know how actually, yes. you found out because I would be interested to know that because I don't know yeah. anyone. And a lot of people, when I do mention it on different groups, I yeah. say I've had a classical cesarean. Yeah. Everyone thinks like classical means normal. Oh, right. Yeah, like but, typical, it's, but it's not the same. So if you've been told you've had a classical, I'd love to know wow. what the go is Yeah, with by all means. Hit us up and then we can put you in contact yeah. with each other. It's interesting that that's so rare. Mm, one of the um, child n- health nurses mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. said to me they hadn't seen one in 17 years. Wow. Crazy. She was quite old. Okay. So quite experienced. Quite experienced, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I was thinking when you know when I asked before how it was for your partner for um, to have two you know said two premies. Um, what about your relationship? Did it did it impact on your relationship at all? I mean, because you know having children full stop can be pretty crazy on the relationship, babies and newborns and all that kinds of stuff. Do you think prematurity uh, strengthened you or kind of didn't? Or I think it strengthened us. Yeah, we're usually always on the same page anyway. Mm-hmm. We're both quite vocal in what we need mm. um, from each other. Mm-hmm. And at the time when we had our third baby, I was very vocal about what I needed mentally to get through. Right. And one of the things was, could you please go to, I know this is completely wrong, mm-hmm. um, but could you please go to other people for little problems? Yeah. I don't, I can't deal with your yeah. little problems. I need to get through this. I need to get through myself. I need to get through this for my babies. I need yeah. to look after my other babies. Yeah. So, like, your little work issues, sure, sure. talk to someone else. And how did he take that? Did, did that make sense to him? Or It made a lot of sense to him. Yeah. But I kept reassuring him yep. that it's what I need. Yeah. I can't have all this lumped onto me mm. on top of it. Mm, mm, mm. And now we're fine. Mm. And we talk about everything again. But he was the same, like, we yeah. got – we had a few things going on, so it was more – okay, I'll deal with this. I'll do all the worrying here for these things. Can you do all the worrying here for these things? And we just delegated a lot of stuff to each other and that worked well for us. That's a good strategy. So it just so happens that you both are quite vocal, you were saying. Yeah. Assertive with... Very assertive, yeah. And good communicators with each other. Yeah. Um, And I suppose you would suggest that for other... Other couples, but other couples it might be completely different. You know? I think that I think a lot of people are completely different. I'm I don't sure. think that would work for people because it is quite not caring. Mm. Like it's quite a shock when I tell people, "Yeah, I can't deal with your stuff." Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it kind it's of not quite nice, is it? It's it's not, but it's actually really I think really realistic and really. I mean, you know, you know, we're not responsible for how other people think mm. and feel and all that kinds of stuff and act. Um. It just kind of steps outside the the social kind of niceties, mm. um, and which I think people can find shocking. But actually, I think in a way it's kind of refreshing to hear someone just be really honest and say, "Look, right now in my life, I just can't deal with X, Y, Z." And if that other person freaks out about it, well, that's kind of their their mm. problem. And if the, I think if they're able to support you and see what you're going through, that would make sense. It might be a bit like, "Oh, okay," it might be a bit of a shock. But on the other hand, you'd be like, "Okay, sweet. Well, tell me what." What is going to be useful here? Like, yeah. only we could all operate that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we've had the two prems. Yeah. It was a completely different sort of yes. way I went about it. Right. And I just said, yep. if you load everything onto me, I'm going to have way too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going to work. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. So, it sounds like you were kind of more in touch with your needs. At yeah. That, at, by, by the time you had prem baby number three, you were like, right, this is kind of what... I need to yes. get through this for yes. all of us to get through this. Yes. Yeah. And knowing it was our last baby as well, it was Yeah, right. You do definitely need to get through this. Yeah, for sure. Um and how so she's going like the third one, she's going okay now. She yeah. has does she have uh, we say eye tests or was that the Yeah, so, yeah, so the same um, kind of the two girls have eye tests yeah. regularly. Yeah. 
And she has she got the same lung issue? No. SSA? Oh, right. No. So because she was a little bit older. Yeah, her lungs developed very well. Oh, wow. And is that just luck? Or is that a, is that a gestational age thing? All of the above. Right. Yes. Tick I, that, tick I don't know how to answer boxes. that. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. even know if a doctor would be able to answer that because every baby is different yeah, and different course. circumstances on everything. Yeah. And even though it's the same parents, the yeah. same body can have completely different pregnancy and different, of yeah. course, different personality in the bubby and all that kind Completely of different personality. <laughs> As you're finding out now. Yes. <laughs> Um, I guess before we finish up, because we're nearly at an hour, we've been talking an hour, is there anything else that you, I mean, you have, I think you've been brilliant in providing lots of really good suggestions and advice yep. for people going through it and people supporting um, families going through that. Is there anything else you want to add? Or I did want to share something that happened to me while I was out, actually. Yes. Um, so usually people's first mm. response to when you say, oh, it's a prem baby is, oh, they're so small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't help what people say. Sure. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to share this lovely thing that happened to me. I was at I was mm-hmm. out for lunch with some friends and my newborn is, you know, pram. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, your baby's so cute. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. She goes, Oh, you know, how old is she? Oh, mm-hmm. was she pram? You know, the usual conversation. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, She looks so well. You've done an amazing job, Mum. Oh. And that I've never heard that before. It's always, really? Oh, they're a bit small. Oh. And it's always kind of negative. Yes, like yes. Maybe yeah. we should stop focusing on the baby's size and stuff and making comment because people have buffers. They're huge babies mm. and people have small babies. It's just what they are. That's it. Just We're, hearing someone, so hearing a stranger say, You're doing a good you're job. You're doing a good job. She looks very well. Wow. It was so nice. Very reassuring. And I went home and cried happy tears. Oh, that's, that's kind of sad that you hadn't heard that before though. For three babies, I hadn't heard that once. I think... Every mother needs to hear that, let alone yep. if it's been a really difficult yep. experience repeatedly. Yep. Just, just remember, everyone's in the same boat absolutely. somehow. Everyone, yeah. It's not easy being a mum mm. to any baby mm-hmm. or child. But when you have a baby who's a bit different, like you were saying, be better not to focus on those differences essentially. Oh, yeah, mm. she is really small. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's to go, wow, she's looking really good and really healthy. And It was very positive, the, yeah. Yeah, completely different tone to it. Than, yeah. Then, oh, gosh, you know, the. I mean, I get I get, I get, get that kind of like, oh, okay, you know, but it, it sounds like it's far more valuable to hear a really yep. positive response that's yep. reassuring. No, even like. My son's quite difficult at times mm. and at the shops, mm-hmm. if he's giving trouble, mum mm-hmm. just goes, you're doing a good job. Like just, yeah. why and doesn't, powerful. why doesn't everyone make someone's day and yeah. say something nice to someone just in the supermarket? Yeah. Perhaps rather than judging them or, yeah. Or, yeah. Are you okay? Very simple. I think, I think the world would be very different if we asked each other that, particularly mothers, like mothers you see yeah. out and about who their kids are crying or something. And your heart goes out to them. I think every mother is like, oh, man, I know, mm. I know what that feeling is. And Actually, how, how with simple m- it is. To- with my third baby, yeah. one of the things I really, really missed yeah. was just getting waves from my school mum friends oh, in the car because wow. my kid wasn't going to school because yeah. it was all high risk for oh, COVID. Yes. And that was one thing I really missed, just waving at the mums wow. in the morning. Yeah. So wave at your mum friends. Yeah. Smile. Really, and you're talking about really simple things that are very yeah. effective and powerful. Uh, that 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 connect us. Yeah, you, you can know? feel like your world's ending. Yes, and everything is on top of you. But if someone smiles at you, it's the highlight of your day. Like wow, and it's it it, it you know you can kind of go into your head and go, oh maybe maybe I am doing a good job. Maybe yeah, maybe I can get through today. Yeah, like and that's significant. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome tip. Thanks, Jazz. Thank you so much for coming on today. That's all right. And talking about three <laughs> premature babies. That's crazy. I think you I really think you've done an amazing job. Thank I, you. I don't know how I would have coped with that. So it's phenomenal that you've and you're on the other side now and you're like, and we're done. Yep. <laughs> with the puppies. And that they're all going well. Yep. That's exciting stuff. Uh, and Jazz did mention a couple of um, certainly here in WA. It was Miracle Babies and was it Little, Little Treasures? Treasures? Yeah, so it sounds like it's really important to um, seek out. One of the groups yeah. has 
like they donate craft materials to the hospital so yep. that they can make the letters and stuff to younger siblings. Oh, right. So okay. if you know you want to donate stickers and you want to get involved, yeah, or just check out their Facebooks or Instagrams and yep. Yep. donate. Yeah, right. You know, Kmart has some awesome craft stuff. Kmart's so great these days. I don't know what's happened there, but yeah, it's good. Cool. But those little things make yeah. a big difference. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks, Jazz. That's all right. Bye. Bye. of women the podcast brought to you by women's health and well-being services you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube by looking up women's health and well-being services you can also find us at our website www.whws.org.au bye